All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carefield here on the J&K Podcast. How's it going, guys? Here for another week. <clears throat> another week. Another episode. Yes. And I believe we are at episode... Yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me. We're at episode 20. 20 episodes 20. in. We are officially not teenagers anymore. No. No more teenage episodes. We are now <laughs> full-fledged Adult episodes. Adult. Adult episodes. I, I heard that some other at some other point today, and I don't remember where. Really? The, uh, being pronounced adult. You know what? It was possibly uh, one of our other uh, hosts of <laughs> shows uh, with our paranormal talk no. and more. Yes. It was probably Diamond Frost that you heard that from. Which we'll actually be getting back to next week. <clears throat> we kind of worked out uh, a bit of a game plan, and uh, we'll be getting back to some turnbuckle talk. Or some turnbuckle talk, some paranormal talk. Uh, she's going to be actually this weekend doing some research on uh, some paranormal stuff, and then we'll be getting yeah. back into that realm next week. Perfect. But in the meantime, um, you might be expecting a turnbuckle talk, but I know there's still some leftover kind of technology talk to talk about some kind of updates about you know since the last episode and yep. you know some newer stuff. That's right. But uh, you know, as usual, it's turned into a bit of a staple on uh, our podcast. Now with a bit of a sound clip to kind of you know start off, or somewhere in between. I figured uh, you know we, the the BlackBerry one thing was kind of cute last week. It was. Uh, this one's uh, kind of uh, not really on the same lines, but uh, something that was a uh, kind of an ongoing thing, and not so much anymore. As companies have kind of matured a little bit more, you know, and person, uh, you know, different personalities have come and gone. Okay. Um, I'm talking with uh, Apple and Microsoft, uh, always kind of poking fun at each other. Remember the the, the Apple and uh, the Microsoft, uh, the mm. Mac apps, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, those commercials, right? So this is uh, actually a clip from one of those. Okay. Of uh, you know, Apple poking fun at Microsoft and vice versa. So let's play nice. this little clip, and then we will uh, go from there and uh, get things going here. So let's uh, take a listen to this. Hello, everyone. <sighs> I'm Steve Jobs. Yes, that's right, it's me, Chief Executive of Apple Inc., One Infinite Loop, Cupertino, California, 95014. I know the address. That's how you know it's me, Steve Jobs. Well, I've got some big news this year, and I want the whole world to hear it. I quit. Yes, that's right, I'm resigning effective immediately, and what's more, I'm shutting down all of Apple. Now, I know this comes as a surprise to some of you, but if you think about it, you'll see I really didn't have a choice. I mean, Vista's been performing so well, uh, you know, they've sold tens of dozens of copies. It was so clear to me that Leopard was just going to get lost in all of that wow. And then I got my iPod killer. The Zune. Look at this baby, huh? Brown. Now, I'm sure you'd agree that it's time for Apple to wave the white flag and concede defeat to the boys up in Redmond, Washington. Now, don't shed tears over the iPhone and all that other junk we talked about. Just carry those big brains of yours up out of the Mascarpone Center and go on home. You're no longer needed. PC? Hey, oh, hi, Mac. What's, what's, what's going on? How are you? Again? Really? Why, I thought we talked about this last year. You, you think these people are really going to believe that you're Steve Jobs? Mm. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Hello, I'm Phil Schiller. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, one of the many, uh, the uh, Mac versus PC 
uh, ads. I mean, they they ran that whole co- campaign for a long, quite a long time. For a while, it was mainly yeah. around you know that Windows Vista era. I never yes. had a chance actually to use that version of Windows. Did you ever? You know, while we're uh, you know, kind of thinking about stuff from that club, did you ever use Windows Vista? For a brief time, I did. Yeah. Was it yeah. uh, was it really as bad as you know as as the jokes and all the you know everything has been? Yes. What is it that made it so terrible that even to this day, people, you know, like we're, we're still we're wrenching it right now about, you know, how supposedly how terrible it was. I mean, it was just, it was something that was so very different mm. from everything else, from Windows 98 mm. or 95 to 98 to ME to XP. Wow. You know, coming out with Vista was just a whole new uh avenue that they that they decided to try and go with and it just really didn't work um people were very used to and accustomed to everything else uh, especially with like windows xp Mm. so trying to go from windows xp to windows vista people were were almost confused by everything so people just really weren't having any of it and then unfortunately windows did the kind of the same thing again um when they went to like windows 8 yeah Right, they tried to make it more look like like a tablet, right? So, and I kind of get it. I understand because at that time, a lot more of the uh, laptops coming out were actually touchscreen laptops. So, I I can get it, but it just didn't work, yeah. right? So, touchscreens are really you know more for the uh, the phone and the tablet. Uh, yeah, uh, platform. Uh, my previous computer that actually we used to do. Uh, um, when we're still doing the online radio stuff, I mean, that was uh, my computer and it had a touchscreen. Yep. Uh, that, uh, I remember that. Dell laptop, uh, a feature that, you know, in all honesty, I, I very rarely used. It was there. I knew it was there. Yeah. You know, it, it's running Windows 8, actually. Our, our, our studio uh, computer here does run Windows 8. Yep. I was re- really reluctant to, to upgrade it to 10 because of the experience I had with the, the last computer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just, you know, honestly, a feature that, uh, you know, when you're using a laptop, you know, I get the occasional kind of uh, time where I kind of want to reach out and, you know, kind of touch. I almost said something kind of weird there, but uh, just kind of finger <laughs> my laptop, maybe. Oh. Um, but uh, but to, to kind of touch it, I mean, there's the occasional time where, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, doing, like, a swipe or a touch. But, I mean, to be able to, to use, like, all that time with kind of your hand up in the air like that, it's... Yeah, your arm, your arm extended yeah. out over top of the keyboard yeah. and the mm. touchpad and trying to, you know, mm. it's just... Unless it was convertible, right? You know, it really wasn't that great mm-hmm. of a feature. But going more back on the kind of the Vista stuff, you know, to kind of talk a little bit more about all the kind of stuff that's in that, that bit, because there's actually a fair amount to mention there with Vista. You know, doing so poorly at that time, it was a time where, where the where the Apple and the Mac, especially, you know, there was like a big surge in, in that side of the company because yep. it does so, it was doing so poorly that people were looking for an alternative, and they, they really capitalized on, on that and actually really started to do well and really. Uh, um, then the MacBooks and the MacBook Pros and stuff like that became very popular, and yes. know, then the iPads and then the iPods, which uh, kind of hinted in that bit as well with uh, Microsoft also trying to get into that market with the Zune. Yeah. Um, I, I heard about the Zune. I've never actually you know seen or actually used one in person. I think you actually have, right? I have. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I the Zune that I had, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved I loved my Microsoft Zune. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bigger capacity inside of this thing than iPods were. Yep. Um the screen on it was bigger. 
I was able to <clears throat> download videos to it. I was able to do all of this different stuff and have a bigger screen. Because yeah. I don't know uh, if you've been around for a little bit of time throughout all of this technology that's been coming through, you'll know that the uh, iPods themselves had quite the small screen on them mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of scrabble wheel on it. Yep. Um, whereas the Zune really didn't. The, I mean, the Zune almost... almost laptop feel to yep. it i guess um not so much that it had like a touchpad but it was it was a bigger screen on it and yep. it could almost be used in that type of a way um but for me i loved it and i mean i had a dock that yep. uh was available for it and i was able to dock it into this piece and that dock went right up to my tv so anything that i had on the uh zune itself i was able to take this piece this dock and bring it over to a buddy's house plug it in hdmi mm-hmm. and then i was able to uh play whatever was on my zune on their tv for them so it was it was very interesting i'm i'm sad that it didn't continue but yeah that's the way things work in technology because you have a unique kind of perspective on that because you know you're saying that you enjoy you know the way that it worked the features of it you know uh why then do you think uh i mean because it's hard for me to kind of uh to, to kind of break it down because i never had to just even uh uh, use one why do you think that it failed so miserably then if if it, it was seemingly so uh, useful and worked so well do you think I, maybe it was the way it was marketed do you think maybe i think i think that's things? exactly what it was i think it was just 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 marketing was yeah. was the, the the real real key for it right i mean it was it wasn't even out for that long yeah. but i mean i had the opportunity to do it because i was working at a uh, in, in a company that um had technology inside the company mm-hmm. um so i mean really it was when microsoft decided to come out with the zune um apple decided to come out with the, i believe it was the the i the i ipod 2 or something like that it was right. um and they mass produced the ipod um in hopes that what happened would happen so to my understanding from different research that i did that's that's kind of where the shortfall came in is that um, microsoft was able to produce enough of these um because they had come in like 32 gigs 64 and 128 yeah there were lots of capacity there they did and and you know i had 128 gig one which was phenomenal um but they didn't really produce enough of them, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, for anybody else trying to get 128 gig uh, Zune, I, I'm pretty sure it was. I can't I can't remember, honestly. It's been, it's been multiple years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had one of their higher capacity ones. Mm-hmm. So, trying to sell one of these to somebody was a little bit harder because the price point on it was higher. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as it was harder to try to get them because there were only so many of them that were made. Exactly. Whereas Apple and iPod decided to mass produce, I would say, three to five times more than the Zune, mm-hmm. which then made it more readily available and easily available and less cost for people. So, the, you know, kind of going that way, you know, yep. something that's a little bit cheaper but does the same thing. Of course, people, you know, are going to kind of gravitate towards something that can save the money. They marketed it. They marketed that uh, product extremely well. They made it, uh, you know, they they, they they did the smart business move, uh, arguably, you know, uh, you know, went for 
qual they, they went for basically the, you know the mass market by you know keeping the price fairly low i mean yeah. the puts still weren't really all that that cheap you know but they they had multiple versions of it as well like they had you know the higher end of it and they had the the very kind of lower end, even at one point with that little the uh, nano, the, the iPod Shuffle or the Shuffle, what, and yeah. I, I think that thing was maybe like twenty five, thirty bucks at the most. Yeah, you know, so they in its, in its <clears throat> later times, yeah, you know, when I was selling them, they were still selling for upwards of uh, sixty five yep. to a hundred dollars. But still, you know, for for the average person, still in the affordable range. Yeah, and just uh, marketed, just genius marketing when it came to. Uh, to the iPod and you know, it led to the success to the sorry to the success of a lot of their other kind of products you know with the iPhones and iPads and and yeah. what have you right so so yeah so um, you know and we've been able to kind of experience all that kind of stuff. So that's one thing with uh, us being a little bit older is that we've seen you know a lot of the stuff happening in the industry right yeah. from the very very beginning you know with uh, computers with little with scroll balls on them I remember mm. those, using those things but yeah. Uh, we have seen quite a bit when it comes to the technology business. So, um, and speaking of which, this was actually something that we hinted at the uh, on our previous uh, Tech Talk episode just last weekend. And since then, you know, this has uh, happened. We were talking about uh, uh, former founder of Android um, coming up with their own phone, and uh, that event actually ended up happening. And uh, we were uh, thinking that that essential name. It's actually the, the name of the company. Yep. And uh, just first. Uh, thing that immediately stands out when you look at this phone and the pictures of it and uh, these aren't just uh you know rumor pictures or anything like that you know these these are pictures of this actual phone uh just immediately just like display like the entire front of this phone you know with eh, there's a you know, very thin kind of edge around there but i mean just full-on display the entire biscuit yeah. front of the phone. And that's uh, the Im- immediate feature when you look at this thing that uh, just stands out Right, so as I mentioned, uh, you know, yeah, Andy Rubin, you know, former founder of uh, the Android platform, uh, basically they're starting their own company here with this uh, thing, and um, it's been uh, it's pretty impressive looking. I gotta say, it's uh, like I said, that main feature of that screen on the front is gonna be attractive for a lot of people. It is, it definitely is. Um, it could, it could also be a hindrance for some people we as had well. That as well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it kind of. It, having a having a, a larger screen on it like that where everything is screen for some people who uh you know just the way that they kind of hold their phones and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it could impede with that um you know even even some people who are afraid of you know or, or in need of protection for their phone mm-hmm. itself right like there's there's a lot of screen on there to break um so if if it's even like maybe dropped on its side or or on a corner or something like that the chances of the screen breaking seem to be a lot higher than you know a phone like let's say the uh the lg g6 uh which i mean still has quite a bit of um screen on it as well but it seems to be a little bit more protected Mm -hmm. some kind of the main features uh with this phone kind of uh, looking at it and what uh, is known about it, uh, a big thing that uh, you'll notice isn't there that I'll mention kind of in a second there. But uh, when you look at this phone, like I said, of course, you know the main thing you see is that big glass display on the front with mm-hmm. very little edgewise. The back is like a ceramic kind of glass kind of a yep. thing that they're going for with the uh, fingerprint scanner in, in a good place, uh, looking like in the top, near like the topish kind of middle spot where you're, Right, where your right or left index finger would just kind of naturally sit. Yep. So they've done that part of it, right? Uh, USB-C uh, connector on the bottom, which is uh, 
become the new standard and is going to make it, uh, you know, life, you know, you know, longevity wise is going to be good with you know, a lot of, uh, you know, accessories coming there are going to be USB-C. So it's going to make it last a long time. And a, uh, just a single speaker on the bottom, which is, uh, getting the, that feature is getting kind of slightly outdated. I know a lot of the, kind of the big, you know, smartphones in the industry still have just that one single speaker, but, yep. uh, that's something that, uh, you know, it's, you know, going to start kind of going away. I think you're going to start seeing more phones with, uh, stereo speakers on it. Yes. And, um, just the uh, little SIM tray for the SIM card. And the one big thing that you do not see on this phone Oh, is oh, yeah. a headphone jack. Yeah. So <clears throat> the but, essential phone doing the Apple move and not having a headphone jack. But we, we haven't fully seen the the entire bezel of this phone, though. Mm-hmm. The top of the phone may have a headphone jack. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah. we the kind of what we're taking a look at here, uh, the website that we're using to kind of take a look at that has kind of broken the story on this, um, really doesn't show the top bezel of the uh, phone itself. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, and because we live in such a technological world right now, like we're able to go and take a look at, you know, Google or Yahoo and uh, see if we can find some pictures on it right now. Um, if there's really anything else out there. But it'll be interesting to see. It, it, it's very possible that there might be a headphone jack on the top of the uh, the phone itself. So Yeah. I'm, I'm actually in the process of kind of looking it up right now. My uh, I use Chrome as my main browser. And my default settings on Chrome are really weird. I haven't set the default to my default search engine to be Google, but it seems to keep wanting to go back to Yahoo, and i got to figure out why because it's bugging me. Uh, phone pictures. Let's see if we can find some pictures of the, the top of this uh, device here to see what uh, if there is a headphone jack on this because I really want to f- figure this out here and find out. Yeah, and you know what? If, if you honestly cannot find any pictures of it, mm-hmm. you know what you could put into the search? What's that? Essential phone headphone jack. Mm, yes. And that may give us an answer. So let's look at the. Uh, here's a picture of the, uh, of the, uh, that part of it there, and don't see one. Don't really see one. It's not the greatest picture of it, but yeah. uh, let's see here. Uh, essential phone. Yeah, try essential phone headphone, headphone jack. Headphone jack. We're doing this live, folks, and we'll see if uh, this thing has a headphone jack. From what I can see. Well, get out of pictures and go to maybe um, go to, yeah, there. And um, there's got to be. So here's an article right from actually. Okay. okay. So let's go. The article is called The Essential Phone Doesn't Consider a Headphone Jack Essential. There we go. So it is. It's not going. They're doing the. Uh, it, 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 as yet, it does not have a headphone jack. So they're, they are doing the, uh, the Apple move and not going without a physical headphone jack. Very, so, very you know risky, what? very risky move. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. Um, knowing this now, I will not buy an essential phone. Yeah. If there is, uh, for, for, for myself, if there is no headphone jack, I will not get that phone. <clears throat> um, I mean, I know that there are, you know, Bluetooth headsets and stuff like that that are out there, mm-hmm. but I still prefer the cable to go from my headphones to my device. No matter what device I'm using, 
that is what I prefer. It's always going to be a more reliable thing to have like an actual physical connection. You know, mm-hmm. whether it comes to uh, you know a headphone jack cable, whether it comes to you know on the other end uh, things, you know, with a with a, an internet connection, having a uh, a hardwired internet connection as good yeah. as Wi-Fi, everything has gotten. Um, nothing will ever beat having that that physical connection right now. That's true. Right yeah, now. right now having an Ethernet cable connected up to a uh, laptop and a modem yep. or a desktop and a modem, that is the top of the top. Yep. Could that change potentially in the future? Absolutely. Oh, definitely Absolutely. it could. You know, we've seen some stuff with the new versions of uh, Bluetooth with that getting really kind of uh, robust and you know, having more functionality to it and everything like that. You know, pot- could potentially see something like that at some point, but right now, no. It could. Now, do, do, we, do we have any, any specs available on this phone as of yet? That's something that uh, I'm going to have to look into. I have not really seen much when it comes to, you know, exact. I've seen, you know, stuff for the cameras. You know, there's mm-hmm. uh, two 13 megapixel cameras in the back. Okay. Which is, uh, which is, which is okay. And probably an 8 on the front. I, 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 so. I don't think that it really says, but yep. you know what? It doesn't even look like there's even room. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's there it is. Right okay, there's a camera on the but front. They're breaking up the... Uh, it's basically mm. impeding on the screen, which is a bit of an odd feature. That is. So, And it actually breaking up the, the text coming up that's uh, coming across the screen. So, yeah, um, interesting and kind of odd at the same time. Uh, more kind of specs on that phone. Uh, this is still relatively new. I don't think that they've totally released the whole thing on it, but I'll look more into it. Sure, yeah. No, I was, I was just kind of wondering if it had Bluetooth <laughs> 5.0. Maybe... Uh, as we're kind of looking at some of these other topics, I'll kind of in the background be uh, looking at that. Sure. But uh, I think another uh, one that uh, we should mention uh, before we get to one that I know you want to touch on is that we want to, uh, right near our end of our episode last week, we uh, were talking about uh, the Asus uh, Zenfone. Yes, the get, Zenfone AR. We didn't get a chance to actually um, <clears throat> really go through all the kind of specs for it, and we uh, and figured now that we can. Um, so... Going through this whole thing, um, the weight of it, 170 grams, so very light uh, phone. Yep. Uh, coming with uh, Android 7.0 uh, installed on the phone. Just 7.0, not 7.1. So it may or may not get um, that other upgrade before Android O comes out. So so that's something to, to think of there as well. Uh, the Snapdragon 821 processor, so not the most recent one there, but... Uh, uh, a good uh, GPU, which is the graphics chip in there, the, the Adreno 530. That's pretty well state-of-the-art right now. Uh, the screen, a 5.6-inch screen, uh, Super AMOLED, which is, you know, uh, you know kind of the top of the line there. The, the resolution, uh, 2560 by 1440 on that. And I actually did the math on this because we kind of hinted at this last week about how much we would have thought, like how many pixels per inch on that screen. Yep. Did the math on it, and okay. it turns out it is 515.3 pixels per inch. Okay. That is a lot. And that's all on a 5.7 inch screen. Yes. screen. So that is a... Basically, you're not going to be able to pick out any little individual pixels when you're looking at yeah. that screen. So. That's something that uh, Apple kind of pioneered with uh, their iPhones and stuff. They called the Retina display. Yes, I mean uh, that's just become like coming like a standard in the phone. People don't want to see little pixels on their phones anymore. So, uh, mm, some kind of weird you know spec there. I guess maybe kind of worth mentioning: seventy nine percent screen to body ratio. I guess if that means anything to anybody. But uh, uh, Gorilla Glass four. They're uh, calling super anti scratch on okay. the front. Uh, doesn't mean that it's not going to break if you drop it, of course. 
So, I mean, uh, phones are still pretty fragile. Maybe not as yeah. fragile as a certain other phone on the market right now, but uh, <laughs> we can maybe get on <laughs> into that one at some point. Uh, uh, it's going to support, you know, uh, being able to touch it with the gloves right out of the box, which yep. is an interesting little feature, if that's something that tickles your fancy. Uh, something for gamers, who, uh, for people who like to game on their phones, this might be worth uh, uh, mentioning here, industry-leading 60-millisecond touch response. So it takes... 60 milliseconds for the phone to register that you've made a touch yes. on the screen. So if that's something that's important to you, there you go. Um, two different configurations when it comes to RAM on the phone, which is something that you know, not a lot of people pay attention to, but this will be the first phone on the uh, the market to have uh, 8 gigabytes of uh, a RAM, if that's a feature that you want to have. Yep. Um, shipping with three different, uh, actually four different... Uh, four, yeah. Uh, internal storage options, uh, 32, 64, 128, and 256 gigabytes. So but it has support yes. for a micro SD card of up, up to, to two, terabytes. two terabytes. Right, which is something that uh, we see actually in the LG phones. Yep. Which is uh, something that's not too common in, in other phones. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, battery, a good-sized battery, 3,300 uh, milliamp battery. So that's going to last you the majority of the day, or at least that should. Um, can record up to 4K video. Very nice. All right. Uh, the standard when it comes to wireless technology, 802.11a, BGN, and AC. Uh, Bluetooth version up to 4.2. Yep. So not 5.0 out of the box. They, they could always put that in as a software update, possibly. Uh, what else is worth mentioning here? NFC, of course. That's a pretty well standard. Uh, US... USB Type C, yep, and the cameras, which are the real kind of main feature on this phone. So the front is a, uh, a eight megapixel camera with a uh, pretty wide angle on it, um, and the two cameras on the back. Uh, the one is a twenty three megapixel camera. Yep, and the other one is what's the other camera? Are they both twenty three megapixel? It's possible that they they both could be. Well, that just says the rear. The rear. So scroll. There you go. Front is 8 megapixel. Yeah. But this was the... Uh, this phone had three cameras on the back. That's why I'm, I'm looking for the other ones, because this has three cameras on the back. So I'm looking to see what the other uh, specs on the other cameras, but it's not showing, unfortunately. So, And, of course, a headphone jack. This phone yes. has a headphone jack. So, <laughs> Yay! And I think probably one of the last things to mention about this phone is that if you're a world traveler, um, this phone actually allows for dual SIM. So you can have yes. a SIM card for, you know, North America or Canada, uh, where we are, and be able to put a different SIM card into it. So if I decide to, uh, you know, get a phone like this and, uh, you know, go down to Columbus, Ohio for like Rock on the Range like I yep. do every second year. Um, you know, I, I could then essentially get a pay-as-you-go um, card for the U.S. Mm -hmm. and be able to use that as opposed to using my one from home. The one that I have from home, I'm, I'm currently with a provider that actually offers a, a really great deal where, mm -hmm. um, you know, I only pay a certain amount for you know, usage of my phone over in, in the U.S. or even internationally. Yep. But for those that travel to places that uh, stuff like that isn't offered or have a provider that doesn't offer something like that, having a dual SIM capability is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, yep, it's uh, looking pretty, uh, you know, there's some really good, uh, some good stuff on there. 
Um, you know, so nothing really kind of price-wise on this website. You know, I'm sure that that's something that kind of differs carrier to carrier, you know, depending on what country you're in. So mm-hmm. uh, I might do some more investigating at some point to figure out uh, some kind of price range on that uh, phone. But uh, another one that uh, you've actually uh, <clears throat> turned me on to was uh, this is actually three different phones from the same company. And, uh, of course, this company did the uh, <clears throat> the actual... Uh, the last uh, Nexus phone for Google before they went to the whole Pixel yep. uh, way of doing things. And this is Huawei with the P10. Yes. But there's three different versions of this thing. There is. Which in, in, actually interesting because I've actually held two of these devices, actually. Yep. Not, not the, uh, the the upper echelon, if you want to call it that. Uh, but what's uh, before I get kind of get in, we get into all three of these, what I thought was really interesting, holding on to you know, at least two of these phones... Uh, um, leaving out the plus because this is actually not carried in this area. It may not be may for, for uh, the majority, but maybe there might be one particular carrier that might. Yeah. But uh, the supposed light version of this phone is actually the more kind of premium feeling phone, which is interesting. But we'll get kind of into that. So the uh, the regular version of this is the P10. Yeah. By Huawei. So let's see uh, what's kind of uh, going on when it comes to hardware on this thing. Now, Huawei does uh, some really interesting stuff with their websites. They, uh, they're really, really visual with their websites, which is they actually are. pretty handy. Um, a very thin phone. The first thing that, um, if you go research this stuff uh, for yourself, if you're looking at a new phone, if this is something that might interest you, the first thing you know, for me looking at this phone, uh, design-wise, very, very reminiscent of the iPhone. Um, it kind of. I mean, it is reminiscent of the Very iPhone, but it, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit more of the Pixel. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a 5.1 inch, I mean, you know, keep in mind, this is like the, uh, you know, the, kind of like the, the middle kind of standard phone. Yep. The P10. Um, so about uh, the screen, like I said, 5.1 inch. It doesn't say exactly if it's uh, what kind of screen it is. It says FHD, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. Uh 1920 by 1080, a good resolution, 432 pixels per inch. So a, a nice screen on there. You're probably not going to pick out any pixels on that, uh, yeah. on that thing. Uh, um, while we're doing something a bit different with their uh, the actual uh, the actual chip inside, like the actual CPU in it, mm-hmm. uh, not going with the, uh, the the industry standard with the Snapdragon. No. Which is interesting. Uh, they're calling it the Kirin 960 CPU. It's an octa-core processor yep. running at about two point four gigahertz, and that's that's um, uh, how so, would how would I say it? That's that's that that's theirs. Yeah, so they own that, and that is in their phones. No other phone will have this chipset. So they're doing something similar to Apple. Apple does the same thing. They have their yeah. proprietary stuff. Is that a good or a bad thing? We'll, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see uh, how it does well for them. Uh, just running. Um, kind of going to be the standard thing we're going to see for a little while running Android 7.0 Yep. Uh, for new phones coming out. I uh, would like to see that be 7.1 you know, because you're getting you know, the Google Assistant and some of the other kind of features already just kind of into your phone without having to do anything extra. But you've got to kind of consider with this as well. I mean, when they were designing and making this phone, um, all of that stuff really wasn't something that was out right now Still right exactly. so yeah i mean and all that is is a software update that needs to be done i'm sure mm-hmm. uh what else is going on with this phone here uh the memory on it uh looks like about four gigs of ram so a little bit less than the previous one that we were talking about there uh what else uh, 
because they might be doing the same thing with the SIM card as the other phone. So yep, they always. SIM, Huawei SIM has card. always had dual SIM. And what else here? Connectivity, Bluetooth 4.2. It looks like that's pretty standard now. Um, what about... It uh, doesn't say if it's USB-C or not. Did I see that? The, um, the P10 is yeah. USB-C. Okay. Uh, uh, just kind of go over a little quickly to the P10 Lite. The P10 Lite is actually uh, micro USB. Still using micro USB, but yes. still having the quick charge option for me. Yes, to, it does have use. the quick charge. So, so that's definitely a good thing. Uh, Thirty-two hundred milliamp battery on the uh, the regular P10, which is which is pretty good. You're gonna probably get a full day's use out of that. Uh, so yeah, those the those are the kind of the main features uh, of that one. Uh, yep. Camera, uh, twenty megapixel on the uh, on the rear, which is uh, pretty good, and it's the standard kind of eight megapixel on the front. Well, I you see on most phones. Yeah, you, you do. I, I mean, we we do have to kind of clarify a little bit. It's a twenty meg, megapixel monochrome, um, and it's a 12 megapixel uh, RGB, so mm. red, green, blue. Okay. Um, so the standard photo that you would take, the standard uh, you know picture of something outside, is going to be at 12 oh, megapixels. 12 but if you change the settings to a monochrome, then you will get 20. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's go over to the. Uh, let's go back over and check out the specs on the on the light if I can here. So uh, let's go back over to we're tr navigating through Huawei's website here. Yeah. So we're going to the P series. And that's not the one I wanted. Nope. There yeah, we go. I was going to say scroll up. Here's the uh, P10 light here. Let's yep. take a look at this one and see what it's got going on here. <clears throat> so I do want to just <coughs> kind of mention quickly on the, uh, the P10 itself, um, it does have a fingerprint sensor. The fingerprint sensor on the P10 is on the front, as it kind Ooh. of is with like the iPhone or the uh, Google Pixel. Um, no, the Google Pixel has it on the back. Yep. Yes. Yep. So and, uh, the iPhone has it on the front. So does the uh, the Huawei P10. And then the light here, which we're looking at right now, has it on the more traditional place on the back. Yes. Which uh, you know, I am more kind of fond of personally. That's just me, right? So. I know Apple choosing to go with it on the front for now. Are they going to change that? We'll see probably near the end of uh, um, the summer to see what they're coming up with their next one, which I'm actually, uh, we'll hopefully get to before we get to the end of this episode to see what we're going to possibly see from uh, mm -hmm. the Apple side of things uh, coming up in June. Because it is getting to that point where they uh, are going to be announcing all their new stuff when it comes to software and hardware. So yep. we'll see what type of them. But with this uh, P10 uh, light here, we'll briefly kind of go through the specs on it as well if it's something that you're interested in a uh, 5.2 inch uh, screen uh, regular lcd screen which is something that uh, the lg phones still use yes um just regular kind of lcd screens um 100 uh, sorry 1920 by 1080 on the phone or on the screen uh it doesn't say how many pixels per inch <coughs> their own kind of proprietary uh, chip in there again yep with the uh calling it the kirin uh, six five eight, which is a uh, I think it's about almost kind of the same kind of processor in the, the regular P10. Yep. Um, running Android seven point which is pretty standard now. Like I said, um, looks like about uh, three to four gigs of RAM. Looks like you might have a choice on either one of those. Not really, because the three gig RAM with the thirty two gig ROM, 
yep. um, is like North America. Okay. Uh, the four gig RAM, 32 gig ROM. You're looking yeah, like right. Northern Africa, uh, hmm. Southeast Asia, um, different places uh, kind of overseas. There you go. Uh, what else? Um, dual SIM on this one again, of course. Dual SIM, yeah. Uh, Bluetooth 4.1 uh, on this one, so a bit down from the other ones. Uh, the usual culprits when it comes to uh, to uh, Wi-Fi. I mean, that's pretty well the same on any device now. USB 2.0 on that. Um, what else is worth mentioning on here? So the rear, 12-megapixel uh, camera. Yep. And a 8 on the front. Yes. So pretty standard with the uh, the cameras. And... What does this one have for uh, for video? For video, um, like for like for video record, you just passed it. Oh, uh, let's see. So okay, so, so this one is. It doesn't look like this one is doing uh, 4K. No. Um, so Probably. a little bit of a down right there for me. Yeah, but even uh, I mean, it looks a lot more kind of you know as the name might suggest, kind of light in the specs. Yeah, but but just the the, uh, the feeling of the phone itself actually felt more premium than the, the than the, the higher end than phone. The P10, yeah, which is which is actually very interesting, you know, minus the uh, USB C um, yep. being absent from this thing, it, it it felt just like a more kind of expensive phone, even though it really it kind of is the opposite. So kind of interesting there on that one, which was yeah. kind of odd. So uh, so yeah, uh, some. Uh, all kinds. Of, I mean, in you know, between now and in the summer, we're going to see even more of these kind of phones coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the big stuff uh, is going to possibly be pretty interesting too. Is uh, stuff coming from Apple, which uh, I'm actually going to. Yeah, well, uh, while you kind of find that and cue that up, I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, the uh, kind of kind of cool things that can be done with the uh, the Huawei P10 because I've oh, actually yes. been able to hold this in my hand and yes. play with both the P10 and the P10 Lite. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the perks of working in the cell phone industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the with both the P10 and the P10 Lights, they have knock things available with them. Yes, you were telling so, me about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one of the really interesting things is that to take a screenshot. Um, on your on the P10 or the P10 Lite, uh, normally you'd have to like hold the power button in the up and or the power in the down and then wait for it to take the screenshot stuff yep. like that. Um, instead, something that they've added in that you do have to turn on is that you can take your knuckle and you can double tap and it'll take a screenshot. Interesting. Which is is very very interesting. It's a very cool feature and it's available on both phones. Yep. Um, and then I think to go along with the knock as well. Uh, one of the the really cool things that I uh, am am really kind of loving to see is that um, instead of like a two finger, you use two knuckle and double tap with two knuckles, and it actually starts recording video and audio of what is happening on the screen. Interesting. So the screen will start recording as if it's almost um um what is that that like um. Where you're able to do it with like the Xbox stream, oh, yes. I guess almost right. But okay. it's going to record what's happening on screen, <coughs> and then whatever you're saying is being picked up on the audio. Hmm. So it's not actually taking audio from the device mm-hmm. itself and what's happening on the screen, but it will allow you to kind of narrate if you're as if you're going through to kind of uh, do a tutorial for somebody on how to, let's say, turn on developer options to turn on US debugging mode. Well, that's uh. 
kind of interesting. It's a almost a bit of a take on something similar to what LG. I don't know if they still have it on the on the five, but I know on your phone on the four with the the the, uh, the knock codes to uh, to turn the screen on. Yes, uh, that's a feature that uh, they have built right into <clears throat> just that's an LG thing that they had for a little while. Was that uh, you know one of the ways that you could turn your phone is by tapping the screen in a certain pattern or a certain way. Well, no, just anywhere on the screen, screen three times when yeah. the screen is, yeah. is black, it, it'll yeah. turn it on. Yeah. And then uh, double tap to turn yeah. it off. Yeah. And then you can actually change that. And have you it can. Sit. And then uh, some places where you actually, that combination, in combination with where you are tapping on the screen, yep. uh, can unlock your phone. So it's <clears throat> kind of something similar to that. Uh, before we get to the Apple stuff, actually, I almost kind of forgot to mention this. This was something that we had... Uh, um, kind of an update on, on this particular thing because it has come out since doing our last Tech Talk episode and that is Android Pay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is something I was uh, looking forward to to see how it was going to be implemented and uh, it came out exactly when it was supposed to come out which is which is good. Yeah, very you know, good. <clears throat> props to, uh, to Google for doing that. Um, on the flip side of that though, uh, Unfortunately, maybe I don't know if it's my bank's fault or if it's uh, if it's Google's fault or who is to blame here, but uh, um, my bank not supporting Android Pay at the moment. Nope. So, um, does this? Am I kind of upset about this a little bit? You know, it, it doesn't. It it's, it feels like it's going to be, like it's going to be good though. It's not like a it doesn't seem like it's a half baked idea. And you know, for the research that I've done on it, it just it's it might take a little bit of time for everybody to get kind of on board with this. And so. it, honestly, the um, one of the biggest things that kind of upsets me about this is that I went to my banking establishment and I asked the person about it, and I said, "Do you know when possibly, um, you know, like this this institution will actually be supporting the Android Play, Android Pay. Um, or yeah, Android Pay?" Um, the teller had no idea. That's not a good sign. <laughs> the uh, and and I mean it's it's not the the teller's fault at all. So no. I mean if if you are listening to this, uh, it's not your fault. We don't blame you. It's not your fault. No, it's, it's not, not you, your fault. Not your fault. Okay, but the establishment itself should actually have had something so that if people do come up and ask, because we're in a generation now where this is this is this is it. This mm-hmm. is everything. People are using their phones. I see it all the time to, to pay for stuff, you know, using their banking app and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So having Android Pay come out and being able to take all of your cards and put them pretty much all into one, um, why is the why are these institutions or these establishments not uh, uh, teaching their people about this? And, and, and this was a young person mm-hmm. that I was speaking to. I mean, this person was probably younger than I am, I, I assume. Um, and they didn't even know anything about it. It's a very fragmented experience, this whole, you know, paying, you know, having the, the wireless wallet type thing or however you want to kind of word that. It's, a, it, it's something that's still fairly new. Uh, so, I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, some of the people working there don't know about it. Yeah, it's it's a little kind of uh, worrying, you know. And there's still some places where you know where, uh, strangely enough, when it comes to you know paying with the NFC with my, with my phone, because I mean you know, my own banking app, they have it already kind of built into their app anyways. Yep. Is that places that I expect it to work at don't support even just paying NFC wise. And then some places where you're not expecting it to, that works just fine and dandy. Yeah. And so you're like you're trying to be like, oh no, sir, that doesn't work here, or you try it and it, and it goes through. I'm like, 
This is the last place that I would expect for it to work, and it works and it's supported. So I know, like it's that a- sex shop that you went to last time, and you tapped Shut up. and paid. Shut up! <laughs> no, that did not happen. I people. keep those things private, or at least I try to, uh, unsuccessfully this time. It seems. All right, so uh, kind of getting away from the Google stuff, uh, going all to the other side. It, it feels like uh, there's. Apple's kind of up in their own little kind of world. They almost mm-hmm. kind of sometimes feel like the Nintendo of the technology kind of uh, <laughs> thing because they, they really kind of live on their own island. Yeah. It's true. Uh, it is. It is. Because it's they, true. they've always kind of been that way. Uh, some good and some uh, bad things when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Apple's WWDC, if you don't know what that means, that's the Worldwide Developer Conference where they, they usually kind of uh, update... Uh, you know, tools uh, for developers to develop things for their platforms when it comes to the Mac and uh, iOS devices. But they also like to kind of reveal new products when it comes to software and their hardware. Yes. And it looks like a few things uh, to kind of expect when they uh, do their conference. Uh, the two main things are going to be the new version of iOS 11 and Apple also getting into uh, the same market as Google and Amazon. Yep. With Amazon with the Echo and Google with the Google Home. Uh, them looking into something that they're calling the Siri Speaker. Yes. So a very kind of inspired kind of name there, but we'll uh, uh, see what they uh, come up with with that because uh, Siri has really kind of lagged behind the Google assistant thing. I've had a chance to use a little bit of of both. And I will say that um, Siri gets the job done. But it doesn't, it's it's kind of like uh, somebody that, uh, you know, they're, if I could compare it to a person, uh, to like, a, like a literal assistant, they, they get the job done, but they don't go the extra mile. Yes. Google gets the job done and then some more. Because you can, uh, what Google's really good at doing is, you know, you can ask a question and then answer a follow, ask a follow-up question or several follow-up questions and not have to restate exactly what it is that you're talking about. And you know, kind of understand the context and can follow along with the conversation. With Siri, on the other hand, you basically have to say... We were talking about each individual time. It doesn't kind of learn as it kind of goes. Yeah, just to kind of give an example, I, I when when all of this started really first rolling out to us in in Canada, I tried it out um, with the Baltimore Ravens, and I had you know at, said you know what, what you're supposed to say, and right. I asked the question, show me information on the Baltimore Ravens, and so it brought up some info on the Baltimore Ravens for me, and then I had, I had just said, where do they play? Yep. So it, it went right into the stadium that they play at. And then I was like, how many people does that hold? Yep. And it told me exactly how many people that that, that uh, arena holds yep. without me having to say anything further. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like in succession, those questions that I asked, how many people does it hold? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the price of the hot dogs? Mm-hmm. What's the price of beer? Yep. You know, and, and it gave me those answers without yep. having to yep. really elaborate further on the question. It, it it makes that it, it makes it a lot easier to use and it makes you more likely to to use it just because you don't feel like you have to it, it's not as invasive as you know as Siri and some other kind of assistance or Samsung's Bixby thing which will you know once that actually fully comes out we'll maybe investigate that for that yeah. feeling that that's destined to fail but uh, we'll give them a chance but uh, with the the Google Assistant uh, it just it it I'm I, I use it for afternoon to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. I use it to set reminders, even just to ask kind of general questions you know, that I'm inquiring about. And just the fact that um, I, don't, I don't feel like I have to talk in a special way to, to get it to do what I want it to do. Very true. That, that's what I really appreciate about it. And it, it's made it so it's something that I just I genuinely lose on a day-to-day 
um, basis, you know, when it comes to setting reminders or just asking questions or, or saying, asking my phone to, to play some music or, yep. or whatnot, to, you know, it, it's, uh, it, you know, in that combi- combination with the hardware, with the Google Home and uh, Chromecast and all that kind of stuff, it's made it into a very powerful uh, and very useful uh, experience and something that you uh, would use on a uh, regular basis. So. And don't get us wrong. I mean, it still kind of has its its flaws as well. It's like, not perfect. I mean, I, I took a picture earlier today. Somebody asked me about a, uh, about a, a specific tree that was outside. Mm-hmm. And kind of something that you should be able to do is snap a photo of it and then hold down on the, on the button and it'll kind of scan it. And then Google asks you, um, you know, do you want me to uh, search for what's on the screen? Mm -hmm. Right. And then for most of the things that I've done, it comes back and says no information. So something that, you know, even that, even, you know, with, with that, you know, the Google assistant, it's even still learning. So Mm -hmm. be interesting to see, especially now with, with this new, you know, with, with Siri and, and this, this other piece, you know, that's coming out with, uh, with Siri here. Um, if maybe they've kind of taken a look at some of these downfalls that are with these other ones and maybe build upon them before they're now releasing this. So I think what they should try to do is to, to not, uh, cause there's not a whole lot of like details when it comes to this Apple stuff. Mm-hmm. They're saying we might, we're going to see some new iOS 11 stuff, not exactly saying what kind of features, possibly a new size for an iPad. Yeah. And in this, uh, Siri smart thing, I think I'll concentrate on the, uh, you know, their version of, you know, their Google home uh, product. I, I know that, uh, I figured that they would probably want to try to get on that, onto that uh, bandwagon to try and capitalize on it sooner think, or later. Yeah. I think what they should try to do is to, to not exactly try to be like, google with the features because i mean you're just not going to compete with them on that aspect because no. they don't have you know the, the the huge farms of servers and artificial intelligence that google has they just don't yeah as, as cool as apple is and as you know awesome as their technology is they, they don't have that so i think if they if they try and buy off more than they can chew it it's destined to fail yes they, they need to to focus on on their strengths that, that may possibly be good Google's weaknesses and then capitalize on that and say, okay, now this is a feature that we have. This is what makes us kind of stand out. That's right. Right. So that's what they need to do when it comes to that product, in my personal opinion. Yep. So, so we'll see when it comes in around June. That's a pretty typical time for uh, this WWDC to happen. And we'll see if, uh, uh, when it comes to, to that, uh, they're going to make like little kind of small changes to, uh, you know, their operating systems, the kind of the usual kind of uh, suspects there so a new size for ipad i mean what are you gonna do when it comes to, are you 32 inches a <laughs> big honking <laughs> that, that, that's something that, that um, could be a possibility but i mean they, they they have the the imac which is essentially like a huge kind of ipad almost yeah. now at this point but you know microsoft does have that big surface studio i don't know if you've actually seen that oh yes it's it's very expensive but something that i think uh, some artists would uh, you know really actually make some very good use of it's a really cleverly designed thing. It's basically like think like a big honking tablet with a swivel with a big huge counterweight on the bottom. It's probably the best way I can kind of describe yeah. it. And uh, I know I know some people I know that are artistic that are something that they're really interested in getting. It's just it's so expensive. But uh, that's kind of the issue with a lot of this kind of stuff. Is a lot of this stuff is pretty expensive. But uh, when it comes to the new iPad size, I mean. They're saying on a 10.5 inch iPad, that is a big effing iPad. That is 10.5 inch iPad Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna have a very limited market. Yeah, consumer when it comes to consumers, you know, uh, when it comes to maybe the the creative or the uh, 
the market you know that needs to be either the productivity market yeah possibly but i mean be a tough sell now kind of from what i'm reading there it's saying that the uh that the ipad the new um you know 10.5 inch ipad pro will likely you know be introduced at this uh this conference um but the new model is supposed to be the same size as the 9.1 inch or the sorry the 9.7 inch um but they're going to be it'll be able to fit a larger screen by narrowing the down the bezels yep. so it's gonna it's gonna be a lot more screen and a lot less bezel on it is is kind yeah. of what i'm seeing here and it's getting to the point now because you know typically up until you know just recently when it comes to apple stuff a big thing with them was and they did it year to year to year to year to year to year especially with the phone and the uh and the iPad is going a little bit thinner each year. I yes. Like, thinner and thinner and thinner. That was their big slump. And Steve Jobs was huge and getting nice and thin and thin and thin. Getting to the point now where you just, you can't go any really thinner than that. You turn the phone sideways. It's gone. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you look, you, if you hold on to a, a new-ish kind of iPad, I mean, you just I don't think you can physically go any thinner at this point. It's not for the foreseeable future. So I don't think so either. I mean, at the, my place of employment, we have a uh, one of the new iPad 2017 yeah. versions in, and it itself is is yeah. very very thin. Yeah. Um, honestly, to see it go any smaller, I, I think it would be too fragile if it were to go any smaller. You're running that fine line already of it. Uh, you know, and I, I've seen. You know, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but uh, the Apple usually shows their manufacturing process and even show sometimes like how they kind of do durability tests and other mm-hmm. I saw one where they actually had I think this is when the original iPad Pro came out and they had basically kind of a couple of clamps and it was kinda of like twisting and kinda of turning and it was like, oh Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's a, you kind of watch it and cringe going, yeah. Oh no, it's gonna break. <laughs> oh, that's uh thousand dollars worth of iPad just being tortured. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh and when it comes to all this stuff, you know, and there's some stuff on on MacBooks and stuff like that. Uh the MacBook um, it's gone in a weird direction because the, the Mac used to be the uh, you know the the kind of go to kind of laptop, especially the MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. like the name suggested for somebody who's you know wants to do a lot of productivity stuff, you know, and even content creation. Uh, not so much lately because I mean when you look at one of these MacBook Pros, I don't know if you ever, if you've looked at one in person recently. I mean, a couple of USB ports and uh, a charging port, and that's about it. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, you know, somebody like, like us, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, creating content and, uh, you know, needing other hardware to, to connect up to to your computer, I mean, it would just be, I could just imagine the mess that would be required to hook that up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean you know, with the uh, the computer that we use here in our studio with, uh, with, with four USB ports on it, and that's already a tight fit. It is. Right, it so yes, with even less than that, I mean, you would have to have like dongles hanging off of dongles. Yep, you would. <laughs> to, you would. to make that I work, mean, to, to kind of give people an example, like we have, uh, what is it, one, two, three, three out of the four uh, being used, um, plus HDMI, plus the Ethernet cable. I mean, so like we've got a lot plugged into this uh, this this laptop that's here. Yep, but it's all essential to being able to bring these programs to you. Yep. Um, so if if we were to, to to go with something like a MacBook Pro and not have these essentials that are needed, mm-hmm. we go out of business. Yep. You know, and at some point we may even maybe as a YouTube video maybe even kind of show you guys. We were just kind of talking about maybe we'll even do like a little short little kind of tour of this kind of spot so you guys can kind of see mm-hmm. you know uh, how our kind of our setup here is. Because I'm sure some of you are probably kind of interested when it comes to that. So something we might look at at some point maybe as a YouTube uh, video. 
Or yeah, definitely we can do that. Because you've done a couple of unboxings. I got to I gotta get in there and do some kind of video uh, content as well. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. So uh, right now, um, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting time to be a, a tech nerd. There's a lot oh, of yeah. new kind of devices and stuff coming out. Uh, that Google uh, Home coming uh, very soon to Canada. They're, again, just saying this summer. Yep. So I'm hoping maybe uh, in the coming couple months when they go to announce... Uh, I'm assuming their their next Pixel phone is going to be pretty soon. I'm going by what happened last year because they did the uh, uh, Google I.O. And then I think it was like a month or two later they, they launched the, the Pixel phone. So I'm kind of going by that time frame. That's probably what they'll do this time when they come up with their second Pixel phone. And hopefully they'll uh, do the Apple move like when they went from the, the, the iPhone 4 to the 4S or the 4S to the 5 where they take the previous phone and make it more affordable. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that, that that could be the case because that's uh, you know still uh, kind of all my want list. Definitely, yeah. and and to kind of kind of uh, go a little bit further with this because like we said, technology is all around us, and I just use technology right now to find out <laughs> that the Google Home is to be released on Ooh. June 26th, and pre-orders are actually now open for it. Wow! So there we go. You yes, found a date. I did. That is June twenty cool. sixth. So in Canada, it says that Google Home Thank is you. priced at one hundred and seventy nine dollars Canadian, awesome. which is similar to the device's one hundred and twenty nine dollar US pricing. So for you know like you know Canadian dollars, you know the exchange and change and stuff like that. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So that's um, you know you're looking June twenty sixth. It says. Um, Sooner than I was expecting. Shipping time is currently listed to be about two to three weeks when ordering from uh, Google's store. Um, But something interesting, it says Best Buy, however, does not list a specific shipping date. Through uh, though the retailer is offering a free Chromecast Ooh. as well as fifty dollars off the uh, Philips Hue A19 smart personal wireless light bulbs with a home pre-order. Nice. So it looks like they're going for like a whole kind of like a package there. Yeah. Um, I think an awesome move bundling the Chromecast with uh, Google Home. Oh, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. A great move. So. Yeah. So it says, uh, you know, it it's can tough. be uh, purchased on June 26th from the following locations. You're looking at uh, the Google Store, Bell, Best Buy, Indigo, London Drugs, Rogers, Staples, The Source, Telus, Visions, and Walmart. And to kind of give uh, people a little bit of a... Uh, insider that isn't listed here um i've received word and notification today that uh, fido may very well be carrying uh the google home as well mm-hmm. so rogers and fido may be uh places that you will be able to go and actually pick up the uh yeah. the google home if we do happen to get our hands on one i'm, I'm hoping that we will or we'll find some way to make it happen well i think it will definitely do that as an unboxing video Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, that's a, that's something that uh, we'll, we'll definitely do. Uh, should we get our hands on one of those? Because that's it's been my uh, kind of big things I've been anticipating tech wise. I'm really really hoping to get one. All right, so I think we'll, we're pretty well about time to wrap up here. We're already uh, past the hour mark here. So oh, wow, we've uh, eaten uh, up the hour here talking about some technology and. Uh, so, like I said, you know, great time to be a technology fan. So much uh, new stuff coming out. Uh, the only thing that I kind of might uh, mention before we wrap things up, I almost forgot to mention it, was uh, a bit on the gaming aspect of things. Uh, if you're an Xbox One uh, owner and if you um, are a you know, uh, Xbox Live Gold subscriber, uh, you're right now, 
uh, available to get a 14-day trial of the Xbox Game Pass. Oh, wow. Which gives you access to approximately 100 games that you can download and use. So you can try it out for 14 days and see if it's something that you like. Uh, I've looked at the library of games there. It's a mixed bag of uh, um, some not-so-great games or some older <laughs> games uh, combined with some uh, ones that are pretty decent, like Halo 5, uh, Sunset Overdrive, and a okay. couple of these other games, uh, NBA 2K16. No, but uh, so kind of a mixed bag of uh, of games that aren't that not, not so expensive or very good, and then some kind of middle of the road, and then you know a handful of uh, kind of marquee titles. So okay. it's um, <clears throat> the first time it coming out, so it's still fairly new, and they're still working things out. It uh, it works really well. I've downloaded a few of the games, and they work just fine. Now, what's the 14-day trial ends? Are they going to stay on my console? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But we'll see, and I'll let you guys know how that works. But uh, but so far, a pretty uh, interesting thing there. I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost. But uh, uh, something I'll look into, and I'll update you on when we do our next Tech Talk. Perfect. So I just want to end things off here for myself uh, by telling everybody to go to Facebook and make sure that you go and find J&K Podcast on Facebook. Um, Give that a like because that's where we are going to be posting a whole bunch of different news as we always do. And news can be anything from local news here to national news to you know, international news of things happening to pro wrestling, yep. to anything paranormal, to anything technical as well. So we do a, cover a whole wide range of different things. And even just go to Google. Go to Google and actually type in J&K Podcast, and you'll actually find my name, Carl Carafel, and with a website that's there. And you can go and check out our website as well. So we'd appreciate if you guys would uh you know go and do that and make sure you click that like mm-hmm. and hopefully you're enjoying these and if you are we want that you share it out as well yes, absolutely. you know get as many people as as we possibly can to kind of listen to us uh we i i, I don't want to say that we're you know like pbs and listener supported but uh i mean we we do put this content out you know um you know from our hearts and this is something that we do that we uh, you know we we pay for all this to go out and this isn't a plea for money or anything like that no. But uh, you know what? We we love doing this, and we want to be able to ensure that everybody that can listen to it gets to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to uh, support us kind of financially, we will not say no to that donation. So if you if you want to uh, support us financially and say, hey, I want to pay for you guys for a little while, by all means, you know, do so if, if that's up to you. But, uh, you know, if not, I mean, we're not going to... Uh, I can hold a guns, hold a gun to anybody's head and, and force you to donate to us. But if you if you feel like you want to, by all means, you know we'll accept any donations. So, yeah. So let's uh, wrap it up here, guys, and we'll end off like we usually do here with some music. <clears throat> if you guys are fans of Metallica, you'll uh, enjoy this tune. I think this is a very kind of unappreciated kind of Metallica song, in my opinion. I've always kind of enjoyed this one. It's not your traditional heavy, really kind of hardcore Metallica song, but it's a good one. And here we go with uh, some Metallica here for you guys with Hero of the Day. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy and have a good one. Ciao.
the hand.